Hello and welcome to the morning meeting. My name is Jimmy. His name is Matt. And this is Building John Boy Media. We got a lot to discuss today. We had Cashman on Talking Yanks for our 1,000th episode. Blitzball Battle 4 has debuted. Um, this mic stand needs to be fixed because it's loosey-goosey. And there's some other fun topics. We had some stat and data meetings. We have the factor question of the day because... Morning is brought to you by Factor. And Maddie's back. He's here. He's feeling good. He's zooming. Hello, Matthew. Hello. I'm feeling oh, good. I can't hear you. I muted all the tracks on the roadcaster. Hold on. In the meantime, go Jalen Brunson. Um, but I am good and I zooming. I can hear you good now. And zooming. I can hear you now. What do you think I said in between that you couldn't hear? That you're um, you're feeling better, but not all the way there. And yep. you, I don't know, stuff like that. No, I'm excited to do this. I was able to work all of yesterday and didn't end up having any headaches or anything. So that was awesome. That is awesome. You've been out for a while. I feel terrible. No, uh, no need to feel terrible. I agree. It's been way too long. I, I thought it was going to be one week and then I thought it was going to be two weeks and then et cetera, et cetera. But I'm just happy that it's, it, it seems to be that it's ending. Um, that's really nice. How was your birthday? Oh, that was the other topic. My birthday was delightfully, uh, benign. Nice. I spent a lot of time with James over the weekend, which was really nice. Uh, and I, we did nothing on my birthday. We went and got haircuts together, James and I. That was fun. Um, and then uh, me and Rob went uh, and filmed at an event. I, I guess I don't need to be, like, secretive about it. But we don't want to post any clips from it until it comes out. We did a remote for Things You Missed. And we went to the sumo wrestling championship at the Prudential Center. And they hooked us up. And uh, packed stadium, 5,400 people all there. Uh, we were sitting on the mat, like Rob found the broadcast footage, and we're like, you can see him and I, like sitting. Uh, you know how when uh, you're at a concert, photographers can like run in front of front row and duck down and take pictures from like right there? That's what we were doing. So we could like scurry and, and be in front of the first row people just sitting Indian style, crisscross applesauce on the mat. So we were like as close as you can be to these 370 pound sumo wrestlers. That's funny. I um, I knew the sumo was happening. I did not know that there was access and all of that. That's, that's oh, they, very they hooked funny. us up. Yeah, it was really cool. So I think we're going to post, the plan is to post the best three minutes onto things you missed. And it's going to be the first ever like remote, like in the middle of the show, I'll throw it like, all right, and here's something else you missed, but we didn't, we were there. And then it goes to it. And Rob's cutting that. And then on this channel, I think we're going to do like a longer behind the scenes video of everything. Cause we're only going to do the best three minutes. And then there's just a ton of like social clips that I think will be awesome. So, cool. you know, the format where my face is on the bottom and we put it on top. Well, I held an Osmo on my face and <laughs> Rob filmed the sumo and then I'm mic'd up. So I think I'm just gonna mm -hmm. use that same format, but it's just me reacting. I mean, my jaw dropped, like I think every quarterfinals and finals, every bout or battle, my jaw, was, Oh, like the moves, some shit situations. It was crazy. 
um do they they fall over and everything right was the mat like no it was shaken the mat is this two four inches thick from like your elementary school there's not not much of anything but was like the stage like you could feel the no no stage just on the ground and then two inches of mat it was nothing um, we were, that's one of our things we're like whoa yeah i assume that it was like elevated no so it's just like huh. prudential center the ice and then they have the wood that covers the ice and then the mat hmm. which is also your name true different spelling um no m-a-m-a-t m-a-m-a-t-t it's the same spelling maddie uh no completely disagree matt is m-a-t um well how come when i googled it well looks like you can do both or places do both if you google sumo matt with two t's something comes up bj ball hmm. but but one t you could shorten it okay uh cashman <laughs> cashman that was a grateful surprise on my end. I did not expect a nighttime episode to drop and let alone let alone it be Brian Cashman. How did that come together? Uh yeah, if you don't know Brian Cashman, general manager, actually he's like president of operations now and general manager of the New York Yankees, joined us on Talking Yanks for our one thousandth episode. We so someone in the comments said Something like, remember when Jimmy said Cashman would never come on the show? Well, maybe, maybe for our thousandth episode. Like, that was the first time we thought about it. And then after that episode, I told BBD and Jake, I said, hey, remind me when we get closer to our thousandth episode to, to reach out to him and ask him. Because I do think he would say yes to that. He likes us. He's very friendly and supportive. Not very friendly, but he's supported us in the past. And uh, so that's it. I mean, the day before... I texted him and just said, like, hey, our thousands episodes coming up. There's only one guest worthy of celebrating that with. Do you have any free time? Or would you, would you join us? He said, how long and when? <laughs> I said, around 20 minutes in the next couple of days. And he said, how's tomorrow? And we said, he said, how's tomorrow at 430? I said, great. And... So we didn't have much prep time because we had to film all day, both days. Uh, but so, yeah, it happened really quick. So, like, a lot of people weren't fully known. If you were in the office, I think we told people because we were like, it is cool, huh? And then, and then I texted my parents before we released it because I thought they would be upset if it just was a surprise for them. Yeah. Um, what prep did you and Jake do? We just texted the night before, like, questions. Same thing we would do for, do for Boone. Just kind of all text in the group chat, like, hey, what's some questions or order of questions, op, like, w ways we should ask it. And then, we, then there's a Google Doc that, uh, for this one, Beebs took the test, text message conversation and kind of put it into, like, bullet points on the sheet for us to look at. But I think in that episode you said you stole Jake's question. Yeah, That's I did. just because he... He texted it. Yeah, he texted it. And then the way the conversation was flowing, I pulled it from the dock and we did it. Um, but I thought it was a good question. 
kind of funny because Jake, like, let me see, pull up our text messages. Yeah, my response, Jake said, uh, his question was, do you tell DJ he's the everyday third baseman? And I responded, I really like that one because it should be an easy, quick answer if the answer is yes. Uh, and he'll share that. Like, he won't, like, dance around that. I said, or, like, he dances around it and that's interesting. Mm. But then when I asked it to Cashman, he would kind of would just, it was like, ah, that's a good question. Because I think he was like, no. Like, the, the answer is like, no, we haven't told DJ that. It's just kind of the general assumption. And he should know that he's going to get a lot of reps at third base, but still go other places. That was like Cashman's answer. So I don't think it was, didn't get us a headline or like a, no. a viral like moment, but it was just kind of insight into the process or, or lack thereof. And if you, if you watch the video, sometimes when you just listen, you can't see the nuances of like his face, but Cashman was like, huh? Yeah, that's a good question. No, like I think he's like, no, we haven't specifically said, Hey DJ, you're our third baseman. Because the way the dominoes have fallen, like, they just all know, which is fine. There's no, like, problem. But it is just kind yeah. of uh, I mean, that's also, like, half on brand for the Yankees, right? Sometimes they leave people in the dark a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. because they expect, like, DJ to just know that. Yeah. Like, sometimes you don't have the very basic conversations. I don't know. Yeah, DJ knows. But it went well. It was funny to hear... To see a lot of people saying they really like the way Cashman came off in this and like, oh, wow, I actually tolerated him for a little bit. Um, I guess because like I've talked to Cashman in person three times, I think total. But he's just very honest. And if and I've gone and watched, um, sometimes Cashman has like done like Zooms for charities with the Yankee fans. He's very honest in those. And he's very honest with the beat reporters. And he gets himself in trouble a ton. It's kind of what he said before we started the show. I was like, yeah, I just kind of answer questions and then find out I said something that interpreted wrong or tone was, tone was wrong or people have issues with. Uh, and, you know, some of the stuff is frustrating when, like, they're bad. And he's like, I think we're pretty good. That's pretty, like, you know, I can understand that. But some of the stuff he gets ripped for is just being honest. Like when he said Stroman wouldn't have been a difference maker way back when, because he, he, at the point, they had their three starting pitchers. And then when he says Cashman's, he said Stanton's, part of Stanton's game is injuries, it seems. Like that's brutally honest. Like yeah. he's not. You have Boone who dances around feelings a ton, and people get upset with that. And Cashman who just comes out and kind of says, honest shit like th those and people get upset with that too uh and i think it's fair to get upset with both of them at times and unfair at times so but i but i he's always been uh likable in conversation because it feels it feels natural yeah he he came off extremely likable in that call i mean the the whole gif conversation extended like outside of baseball like i showed that to emily she thought that was funny yeah, and like I've texted with him over the years briefly, and he does respond in gifts. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, I am pulling it up just because I'm interested. Do you think that the analytics anything would stand out on that video? I would be interested in new viewers. That's what I would be interested in. Uh, wow, so many PPPs are scheduled. 
Yeah, we've been cranking the mini episodes out. Like our days are crazy busy right now. Wednesday is yeah. usually kind of a fun day, but with TPPs and PPPs, is every day has no cushion anymore right now. Right. Because like if there's a blank two hours on the schedule, we're cranking out TPPs and PPPs. It's a little, it's a little much, but it's awesome, and I enjoy doing them. The I would expect that this looks pretty similar. I don't know what the Talking Yanks norm is, um, but it's not like new viewers were anywhere close to returning viewers. Um, 10,000 returning viewers to 1,700 new viewers on the first full day it released. Same numbers the second day. And yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's not that it, many new viewers. The episode specifically gained 283 subscribers, which I wouldn't imagine is drastically different. Um, probably a, a little bump than what's normal, but... Um, I would think that's a decent bump. Yeah. I would think. Because that channel doesn't get a ton. Yeah. You said it on um, Twitter. I know Frisk had asked. Do you think... And and for people that don't know on Twitter, you would he had just asked Frisk, um, do you think that the entire John Boy Median audience has been tapped out for warehouse, or do you think like you're getting new people that don't know of John Boy Media? Um, your response was, I think that everybody that knows John Boy Media has either watched it if they want to or, or haven't watched it if they don't want to. Um do you think it's similar for Talking Yanks and that's why the subscriber difference on Talking Baseball and Yanks is so big? It's like, if you're a Yankees fan, there's a good chance that if you're a Yankees fan that listens to podcasts, you've, you're in or you're not. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, uh, it, this goes into, you have another topic on the show about talking baseball insight meeting we had. And one of the insights is uh, you, YouTube for talking Yanks. And I don't know if we're talking Yanks, but if we're talking baseball and probably talking Yanks. The talking baseball insight meeting, and I guess I'll just do it on talking baseball because I don't know it, but we're talking Yanks, but I guess it would be somewhat similar because they're long form podcasts that are on YouTube. And you got to remember that uh, half the views or more than half the views come from the podcast apps or around half. I don't know the actual numbers anymore, but in, in season, a lot more come from the podcast apps, which are audio only. So this is only the YouTube. Uh, the insights for the talking baseball was the least insightful stats we've had like diversa was like i'm sorry but there's nothing makes sense no other channel i've done has no rhythm like this the only thing is last year for talking baseball the amount of people that had watched a video before that now were coming back and watching a lot of videos and sticking around grew like crazy like from people that had already known us so we we converted 
casual viewers to regular listeners um, or people that had just like dabbled into now they're casual, you know, so everyone kind of bumped up that had known us. But the on the flip side, no real growth of new viewers. So 95% of the views were returning viewers or the 95% of the watch time was returning watch time. That's crazy high. So that's the algorithm kind of loving the shorter form more, loving YouTube shorts. That's how you get new audience is you have to have shorts take off on YouTube, which is different mm -hmm. for a long form podcast. So, um, so I would think that with talking Yang stands your question specifically there that if you listen to podcasts, if you are someone that has said, hey, I want to listen to a podcast about the Yankees, you know of us. So the question is more, do you want to become someone that listens regularly? Or do, are you someone that comes and listens only when there's a big series, a big loss, a big interview, a big like topic, and you just pick and choose your episodes? Uh, or are you done listening to podcasts? You know what I mean? So like there's yeah. Yankee fans that we haven't, that haven't checked us out, but it's probably because they haven't decided I'm going to go check out like podcasts about the team I follow. Like I'm not that, I don't like podcasts. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. So there's still, so that's a different battle that we should still win. And you just got to get them on the socials and convince them to check out the long form. But that's a battle of like, and that, that early on, that was the, and still remains the biggest battles. Do you want to listen to a podcast? Do you have time? What's your commute? Everyone's favorite podcast length is just their commute. Yeah. The The only other thing that I would add there is that Talking Yanks Boone Sporkle seems to be like a pretty good performer. Um, it's surpassed 104,000 views. Yeah. And looking at that returning versus new viewers, yeah, new viewers or, uh, returning viewers were like pretty healthily above for the first two weeks. But since the evergreen aspect of it is where the new viewers are slightly ahead of returning viewers and it's not like a ton of views, but yeah, like the evergreen aspect of that type of video continually brings in a few hundred new viewers. Yeah. So that's so. kind of the question we have to have on talking Yanks, talking baseball is we're already so tapped out with our content slate and we, and, and the long form podcasts earn and will earn more than the sporkles, but you need to do sporkle videos like that with guests and shorts that are going to go get new audience. Yeah. And it's like, you got to fight, you know, it's a two front attack. And I don't know if we have time to fully do that, but that's the conversation we walked away with. Um, and then the rest of the talking baseball was kind of, what length video works, people sticking around, what titles work, what titles don't work. That was one of the big takeaways is unlike a lot of other of our videos, it was like, don't use a team name in the title. Use like all encompassing stuff. That was a very small sample size takeaway that I had early in the football season for football today. It's like when it was the whole branding was specific to one team. The views were percentage wise way less mm -hmm. um, just because there's no like core audience that knows this is not just a singular team show. 
Yes. Um, did you make any decisions? No. I know people were curious about upcoming season. On format and stuff. Trev's coming out in a couple weeks when we record the ball and play, and I think we have to discuss it there. Um, okay. cool. It was interesting. Last year in 2022 or 2022, it was like if we were under 80 minutes, an hour 20 or less, it did really well. And then if we were over like two hours, it did well. But if we were in between an hour 20 and two hours, you know, hour 40 podcast, it was did really bad. So it was like, if you're going to go long, go long. Otherwise, stay under 120. I think 120 is the perfect length. And then last year, it was be under 80 minutes. Mm. But it, But in the last three years, it's changed every year what length performs better. That might be tapping into new audience maybe like hey we just we captured everybody that's over two hours in 2021 and now there's people that want you know let's go get the people that want an hour and a half etc i don't know oh yeah diverse is on vacation so i was gonna slack him when's he get back next week and i'll i'll slack him uh, a scheduled slack yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten into that world. I just let them rip. I feel bad slacking people when they're off because yeah, I feel like people need feel like they have to respond to me, and that's mm-hmm. an abuse of authority figure. So I got to keep that in check. Mm-hmm. Still do it to you and Sam all the time. And I on text message you can't like schedule a text, but I've gotten better at scheduling slacks. No, I think that you can. You can schedule an um, iMessage? Yeah. I it's I mean, it's been literally forever. Um, but freshman year of high school, we had a weekly assignment due every Friday. And my partner Sonny and I, he Sonny. had a text scheduled to me every Friday, like morning that said, Hey. We have to do this assignment by 4 p.m. And it just went every Friday morning. But that's the only time I've ever heard of scheduling that uh, iMessage. And it was uh, a long time ago. It says, go to Shortcuts app. Select automation window. Create personal automation. Time of day. Choose the event type. Daily, weekly, monthly. Select action and send message. Do... Click on message. The the boss at my last job loved that app. Every time that I went on a business trip with him, he would continually try to sell me on setting up automations on my phone. Shortcuts app, create a personal automation. Auto. So I can send a text. Like I could, I could, I could set something up to send Joe's and I message every Friday at two that just says it's Friday at two. Yes. The the example, the use case that my last boss did, he had a message that would send to his wife. He would go, Hey Siri, tell my wife I'm coming home. And it would say, Hey, uh, Sarah, I'm coming home. ETA is this. And it would calculate the ETA from his, where he was to his house. 
and then do the math and send it to her. And he was very proud of that automation. I mean, this seems crazy. So I am choosing sender, Joe's McFly. Choosing message contains, it's 2 o'clock. Run after confirmation. Run immediately. Next. Huh. Wait, hold on. I think I did it wrong. Personal automation. Oh, so this is like when I get a message from mom, It'll send, it'll do something to my phone. Like when you get this message. I think that literally anything that you could reasonably think of, you could probably just set it up to do automatically. So yes, if it's something like that, I would imagine yes. What? It's crazy. All right, I'm going to. I'm going to try and see if I can send Joe's a text every day automatically that says it's 2 p.m. at 2 p.m. But I don't know how to do it. Time of day, 2 p.m. Repeat daily. Run immediately. Next. Okay, so now send message. Okay. Um, send message. It's 2 o'clock. Two, holy shit, Joe's. Done. That's 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 wild. Yeah. I can't think of a useful reason. I can't think of a text message I want to send every day. What if I die? Did you hear my example that I gave? Yeah, and I heard that, but like, like that's I half useful. I don't have that. Yeah. It's Happy Friday. You could put all the all people's like your family's birthdays and just have it run every year. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Never fuck that up. Mm-hmm. Well, I have one automation run, and it's I'm gonna send Joe's a text every day at two o'clock. Every day, damn, that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, he's no one tell like him. No one goes fucking tell him. Let him yeah, think. Yeah, nobody, please. Just let it see what he does naturally. Um He's gonna respond, um, okay. Um, before we get too long into the episode, can you tell the people about Factor? I can tell the people about Factor because I can tell people about the slack I got from our EA, Kiana, yesterday uh, when she said, actually, I think it was a text message, so back to my messages. And she, uh, she messaged me and said, there's Factor in the fridge for lunch. And I said, awesome, that works for me. And then I ate it because I'm a factor boy. <laughs> nice. That's for anybody that doesn't know, Jimmy does not choose his lunch. Yeah. I don't like that. I, that's just one less thing. I like when it just, I, I just get to my desk after recording Talking Yanks and there's a bag of food there. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Let's eat that. So Can I ask an unrelated question before we talk about factor? Yeah. I don't have the ad copy. I have an old ad copy here. Okay. That's why I was riffing. It's in morning prep, but mm, the fuck me. has, has your lunch changed at all now that like, has Kiana definitely taken over that duty from John 
And no, does she not fully? Because I told her if there's factor here, I don't need it. And then um, I don't want Keanu to listen to this and hear it before uh, before I tell her. So I guess I'm gonna have to tell her immediately after recording. There's one meal that like because I think John's like he's like there's a bunch of lunches that I've ordered, but there's one I don't like. But I haven't cared. Like it's like you know I usually don't care. I'll eat it, but I don't really like. It. I'm like oh man this one, and it's the only time I have that reaction <laughs> it's like the steak and rice bowl from cafe 37 or whatever i'm not into it right the way they do the cheese on top is like creeps me out what is it i don't know just like i'm just like eh. i'd get this from a nicer place okay i don't think it's their specialty it's mm. not they they don't have one they're everything yeah so well, yeah, on those days, food. yeah, you wish you would eat Factor. Yeah, Factor is very easy, and I enjoy it. So, if you want to head to FactorMeals.com, you can use uh, FactorMeals.com slash morejohnboy50 and use code morejohnboy50 to get fifty percent off. That's code morejohnboy50 at FactorMeals.com slash morejohnboy50 to get fifty percent off. Show's called yeah. More John Boy. Uh, the channel's called More John Boy. The show's called Morning Meeting. Fifty percent off. More John Boy 50. Easy enough. Factor insight of the week from Adam who tweeted, what is one change you could make to the warehouse if money and space was not a factor? Air conditioning for like the whole giant, the air conditioning and heating situation. I would change. That's one. It's a, uh, but it's way too big of a space to like control. Like that's the first thing. Like one, you're not really going to be able to control this that much. And two, if you want to, it's like crazy expensive. Uh, but if we're talking no price, that would be one. Um, the other would be to buy out the other half on the other side. But I, when, when it got offered to us, we, we could have bought the whole thing. We couldn't afford that because there was no proof of concept that it would work or whatever. And we had them build the wall that's behind the batters that wasn't there. It was mm -hmm. like a whole big warehouse. So they split it in half and we rent half of it. I would, I would have loved if the other half idly just like stayed and it got big enough where we could rent out the other side and have mirror image setups uh, and then make the wall like one of those PE gym class where you can slide it shut and open it. Um, Cause ball and play, if it was like the whole thing where you could hit it backwards forwards would be mm. amazing. So you mm -hmm. could play some games, the whole thing. And then you could also just leave blitz ball set up in one for the whole time and use the other for floor ball, slap ball. And like we could film more. You'd have to hire more crew. You'd have to get way more equipment and cameras. It would be a couple million dollar, like a million dollar thing, maybe minimum to double what we have. Probably more than a million dollars. And you have to rent the whole thing out. So we'd need to be like, like you know, we're doing good this year. This year we're, we're earning on it. But what we're doing by earning on it this year, we're filling in the hole we've been digging. Yeah, because we invested heavily in it, believing in it. So we're not there yet. 
But that's what I would do. That's what comes to mind right away. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It, yeah, it would be, it would have been really cool to be able to have two different sports set up at one time. Um, and like, you don't necessarily need to double the cameras. You could just move them like, uh, Yeah, because I don't know if we'd ever film. That's true. I don't know if we'd ever film in both sides yeah. at with the same time. Probably not. So you're the right. You'd have to get time. more, but not a lot more. You wouldn't have to double them. You're right. Yeah. You just switch. You just more. switch them over, and then yeah. I and then like, would you need another control center, or would you just wire them all to the one, all the way down there? I think you'd wire that. I think you wouldn't get another control center. It would just be, they'd just no. be farther away. The truck would be farther away from the field. Yeah. I think that you would then like, if we added five more cameras so that one side has the 17, the other side has five, you would just pick five cameras to not route in, um, do it all in one control center. Yeah. And the, the wiring for that would cost a ton of money too. Yeah. The wiring. Cause they're so much longer. Yeah. We'd need like the ceiling things to just go up. Like, hey, you know, we were in the Prudential Center looking at all that. Like, oh my God, look how much goes into these fucking places. Good question, mm -hmm. though. Who asked that one? Adam K on Twitter. Knutson? Um, different profile picture than I've seen for him. So I, I had the same thought, but don't think so. Okay. Maybe it was Adam King, legend. Um, while you're at the Prudential Center in the rafters, did you see the Seton Hall banners? Uh, I purposely kind of like didn't anything Seton Hall. I was blurring out. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I do the same. They only have the Big East tournament banners. They don't have national championship. Yeah. Ones. So my They're eyes small. don't see such yeah. small things. No, I not me neither. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk Blitzball Battle Four a little bit before we dive into some other questions. What are your immediate takeaways um, now that games one and two are out? Immediate takeaways is always that our crew is like fucking badass. Uh, it looks so good. Mm -hmm. The cameras look great. The colors look great. So the the lines on the field, the uh, art deco, like, you know, just visually, it's like, what the fuck is this? Um, and it shows like you can even... You can even see, you can even see that in the comments. Like I, I printed out, I took all the comments that were complimenting the crew and the production. I printed them out and uh, put them. We're putting them up. You know, I do that. Um, put them up in the editor's room and shit. So that's the first thing. Is like, it's just, it's just so polished, which I think is vital. Um, people can tell if you care. Think about the MLB jerseys right now. Like it's <laughs> just like little. That's not a little detail, but details go a long way. I said, like, if the jerseys we got looked like that, I'd be like, hey, this is, can't happen again. You know? So, yeah. first takeaway is that everyone crushed it. And, and, the, and the new Roman camera is good. Uh, the mics sound good. The flow of the game, the edit, I thought it was really well done. The new Roman camera is fun when the chat's there because it feels like every time it cuts to the Roman camera... Like, if it cuts to Joe's, people are like, oh, Joe's. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like, it's the Jumbotron, and you're reacting to, like, oh, that person got on. Someone even said, 
I posted on Twitter some of the stats, yes, or Instagram and Twitter, and someone on Instagram was like, I love the new crowd shots. And I was like, what are they talking about? And I think it's interesting because we filmed Captain's League out of order. So Captain's League ball and play had the Roman cam. There's not much crowd shots, but we switched out the camera to a much higher quality. So mm. for those that are noticing things like that, the Roman camera has downgraded from Captain's League ball and play to Blitzball Battle 4, just like the quality. And I'm like, oh, man, I hate when we kind of do reverse order like that, but whatever. Um, numbers wise, is this where you expected better? Um, I don't assume worse. So no, not worse. I'm happy with the, I'm happy with the game one, uh, numbers. We, I'm hoping we go up from here as we get more into it and, to, um, more teams in the playoffs. Because I believe game one numbers are the, uh, they're like sitting at the average of what BB3 did uh, among 17 games. So you need some wildly worse mm. and wildly better to average. So if this is, that's the best, then we're going to get some that are a little lesser. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And game ones are normally on the good side. Yes. And it's We Got Ice. They, they usually pull a pretty, Nice crowd. Jimmy Norp debut. Yeah. Um, but last year they did get way bigger as it went. You, you, we need some shorts to hit and take off. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, game one has 63,000 uh, and 16 views at the, what are we, three day or two and a half day mark? Yep. Um, so at two days, it had 58,000 and that would make it the tr 11th highest, 11th most views for day two in, out of all 130 games. And is it almost all BB three ahead of it? Yeah. All BB three. And then one uh, ball and play one had 67,000. Okay. But a lot of, you know, a lot of ball and play. So ball and play. Or so Blitzball Battle 3 game 8 also had 58,000 views after two days. And it went on to get, in 30 days, 98,000. So that's awesome. If that's the trajectory, that's good. But I'm just saying, like, we do need some that, that get to, like, the 120, 150 range to, to bump it up. So we'll see. I think that's very yeah. dependent on having some YouTube shorts take off that get the new viewers. Cause we didn't get a ton of new viewers game one. Okay. Yeah, no, it's uh, we know the formula. I think it's sitting in a good spot um, for, for what, what it could be. And I forget like the warehouse cup, like the effect of the warehouse cup and having like the same eight teams play with the same faces and uh, playing all the sports. Like, we, yeah, we announced that, but we won't see or feel the effects of that if they have net positive uh, effects for a long time. Yeah, very. And, and still people are learning it, that like that's the case as they come. So kind of forgot about, because for me, it's been almost a year now of knowing that. Right. Um, 
Before we dive into some questions, shout out to Jolly, past 100K. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, you weren't at the office yesterday because you're a broken person, but Sam decorated. <laughs> you nodded like, huh? Half and half. Otherwise, I know, I'm I know, in I New know. Hampshire right now, but I know. yes. Uh, Sam decorated his desk, came in early, decorated his desk. We clapped for him, rang the gong. Very cool. I that's good. Sam has been on the her. Uh, she's she's very interested in getting the gong back in the mix as often as possible. Well, fourteenth floor hates it. Well, she hates the fourteenth floor, I guess. What do they even do down there? No one knows. Nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool for Jolly. That was awesome. Long time coming. Well deserved, etc. Yeah. No, he's been crushing it. He's awesome. All right, let us rip through some of these questions. And then there's two more bullets from our standard topics that we can discuss as well. Um, first up, Seth Gill asked, um, I know you say you're in a competition with another channel, but why not name the other channels? <laughs> well, the two, uh, the two main guys and the, and the, the third guy and the producer and sometimes fourth guy on the other channel uh, that Talking Yanks is competing with are mm -hmm. total fucking losers. And I don't want to give them any credit. And uh, John Boy and Jake TV, the, the two guys and the producer that John Boy and Jake TV is competing with are just absolute assholes. So I don't want to give them credit either. Well said. Yeah. Um, Sledge H said, uh, when I try to watch Weekly Dumb, the video is unavailable. Uh, I think that was the question that last week was probably about. Um, oh, yeah. Well, you're probably in a region that right now, unfortunately, because of all the copyright shit we're dealing with, have to block. And I, I, I apologize. Yeah. I Zach asked me about it last night. And tonight's or last night's weekly dumb i said let's try it not in just those regions because weekly dumb seems a little safer than things you missed and breakdowns yeah hopefully yeah i'm sure did you see what happened with things you missed no all right so we did things you missed things you missed has four different topics we always choose a thumbnail and a title and we don't know which one is going to be the best serving uh, we just take a stab at it. And then Kev and the social team, they chop up social clips from each of the segments to put out on socials. It's kind of designed to be with like those clips in mind. And we've had some winners recently, like some mm. really, um, you know, million views on TikTok, two million views here and there. Like we've had some good ones. Well, the Chinese figure, the Chinese speed skating one. Um, that was awesome. Went crazy on Instagram. Had 4 million views after like a day on Instagram or two days. So the main episode had 50K views, which is half of what we need. And yep. after three days at 50K, you're like, shit, this stinks. So yeah. Rob, Sor Rob Sirocco said, hey, I'm going to go change the thumbnail and the title to that uh, the speed skating one because that's what took off on TikTok. Immediately, a day later, 
bumped up like huge spike in the chart and got mm -hmm. to 100k so it's like oh fuck wow. we just saved that video from being below average so now it's average and we were excited cool. three days later awesome. it spiked up like climbed a fucking like point du hoc it was crazy <laughs> uh it's at like three hundred thousand views now so i yeah. walked around to all the editors producers bbd everyone i was like hey we need to do this more often i actually wanted to message bbd today and like me like with weekly dumb we need to do this like let's not accept yep. deaths as easy for 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 personally for breakdowns i knew this need to do this way more just change title give youtube more seo to like lean on if it doesn't work who cares i wish we yeah. had like a wish we could afford and i've been saying this forever and we're not really hiring we don't have much budget for new hires right now but i wish we could afford a publisher who like they just like kind of monitored all this yeah. Uh, found trends, changed headlines, changed titles, SEO, like really helped out uh, with all our stuff because it is a lot to monitor all the time and thumbnail making can be a bitch. But like, yes, yesterday's talking Yanks. I think we should change. Not that it's doing poor, poorly. I just think, okay, we used all that SEO. Let's change it today and yeah. change it to the other topic. Right. I'm gonna text BB. Um, that's what a good mythical morning does. I know. Just five hours, they just keep changing it to see which one performs the best. But I'm looking at this chart. That's awesome. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Sorry, I'm slacking. Uh, I'm sorry. Terrible podcasting. Oh, good. When I think of something, I have to slack it because then an another thought will come to my brain and I'll forget. I guess slack is Sam at like 3 a.m. the other night or texted you. Did I text both of you guys at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m.? I didn't sleep at all the other night. It sucked. Like at all, at all. Usually people exaggerate. I slept from 9 to 12, so three hours, and then I was up from 12. At 3.30, I finally gave up and I was like, I'm going to office. Damn. Yeah. Do you see Dre's pre and post game show? Yeah, the two that have gone out. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Pre game show. Yeah, and I and I watched ours. They're so good. Like we really got a nice rhythm there. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, watching the pre and post game from BB three on that live stream, which that's not even a topic, but that's we could talk about that. Um, I was like, oh, I forgot that we cut back to the Kelsey or Peter or Paxton every time in between each question. Like, uh, you know, Kelsey and I would go, we'd interview McFlurry. We would say, okay, what are the three main things that we took away? And then between every pregame interview segment, it would cut back to Kelsey and Peter sitting there. And then they would throw it to the next um, interview segment. And that's like, I was like, why? Like, it feels so much slower. The new way feels so much smoother. Yeah. And then a lot of them, even like, you know, floorball ball and play kind of kept going back. And I don't know if I designed it that way. I definitely designed it not that way later on. And then it just kept, like, it kept happening and it's more work for everyone. So we're right now in the pre-production for ball and play two because we're three weeks away. 
and we're doing all those talks of uh, making it better and streamlined and all that. That's eliminated. Just department to department is going to go. Um, um, yeah. Before we move on to the next question, can you give a, a 30 seconds of thought process behind doing that live stream on the warehouse? Yeah, well, Miss Rachel, who does kid stuff, she's always live on YouTube, and it's uh, it's uh, just like can like all her videos just playing live, and yeah. then uh, Cricket Australia is also live a lot with just like old games, old matches playing, and when not a lot of people use the subscription tab on YouTube, like I know you don't. I think Zoe and other people don't. They just use the home tab and let the algorithm do their work. Like if you're like, I never see the channels I subscribe to. It's because they purposely kind of don't put those in your home tab. They put them in your subscription tab. So like, you know, if you wanted chronological, the channels I subscribe to, what are they up to lately? You would open the YouTube app and hit subscriptions. And if you do that, you get all the channels at the top row and they have little bubbles letting you know like there's a new upload that you haven't clicked yet. And the top left billing will be if the channel's live. So it'll always be there. So I just have noticed that like, oh, that's a good way to put it on the screen for everyone that does use that tab. And then I still have a lot of old school TV in my brain. And like when, you know, Mad Men season five was about to debut, they would just have a marathon on AMC of season four. If you wanted to come and go and just like catch in. So it's a combination of both. Like we should do that just to get everyone like kind of like in the wave again of, yep. uh, that wants to and like put the channel on people's notice. YouTube likes live streams. So we did that. It was a 19 hour video, 19 hour yeah, stream, 19 hours, 15 minutes. And at like, there was like 300 people at all times over the course of the night, which was wild. <laughs> and then I believe at like during the day, it was like 500 people were yeah. in there the whole time, which isn't crazy, but considering what it was, I was like, Whoa, shit, that's cool. We averaged 430 people the whole time. Yeah. 19 hours. <laughs> and I think for those that were in there, Oh, the other thing that I liked about it, the third part that I thought was really cool was if you go into like the cricket, Australia, uh, live stream, there were just people having conversations in there and they weren't even, cause there was only like 20 that were like, you know, watching this. So they weren't even necessarily talking about the video at hand. They were just all talking about like cricket in general uh, and having conversation. And I was like, Oh, that's cool to provide that space. for the warehouse, that space for uh, fans of the warehouse leading up to a new tournament they don't need to necessarily be like talking about what they're watching, but they can just have a combo about, you know, the upcoming teams, the upcoming stuff in there. So it's a little forum. So I like that element as well. Uh, I think it was pretty easy launch now, especially now that we know how to do it. So I want to do this for all tournaments in the future. Yeah, no, it was really easy. Um, shout out to, Rob and Zach, who both were able to help out a lot there. Like before um, slap, Captain's League slap ball goes, we should have Captain League ball and play, the draft video, and then all the games just run. Yeah, for sure. Um, couldn't help but notice this on the back end. This video has one view, the live stream, one view, 
and it's counting like after this went live how many views did it get has one view last night but so it has to be somebody that's logged in to warehouse yeah because it's a private video last night between 12 a.m and 1 a.m one view so maybe someone just clicked it by accident it could have been me or anyone I guess it's not on the channel. Like you have to only can access it from the back end. Yeah. Might've been me. I might've clicked it trying to watch like the pregame show. And I clicked that by accident. That's funny. Um, All right. Let's, let's go through some more questions here. Um, Andrew asked about the compound. He said, do you have, do you give any input or advice to the compound guys? I love that podcast. Uh, Recently been watching a lot of John boy videos. Curious if you, you just let them do their own thing or if you give feedback? Uh, I'd mostly let them do their, their own thing. I haven't given them feedback. Like, I think at the start we talked about stuff. If they have questions, we will answer them. Tom can share some strategies and insights. Um, but, no, for the most part, a lot of a lot of the guys that are doing well and just doing it, I'm, just let them be. Yeah. Um, Bert on Twitter, Bert Hafner. Is a fun one, not so serious. What's your favorite piece of baseball memorabilia you own? None. I don't know. Trevor Plouffe bobblehead? Yeah. Home run ball my brother hit once, maybe. Something like that. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm very sentimental. Like, I'll have keepsakes that are personal to me, but I've, I'm not a memorabilia, memorabilia guy. Yeah. You have that uh, Cal Ripken picture in the front of the office. That's fun. Yeah, when I met Cal Ripken, that's cool. But that's like, a, I'm in the picture, you know? Yeah. I uh, If there's something that, if there's a physical item that I value, that most likely means the vast majority of people look at it as trash. Right. Because it's like a, you know, or have no value. It would be sentimental yeah. to me. I don't, you know what I mean? I can't think of anything that like the general public would also like that I like. Right. In that way. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, this was an interesting one from Pyro Pat. Uh, he said... When doing your baseball research, when do you use baseball reference versus fan graphs versus other sites? So if you're doing stuff, what sites are you using for what? I use baseball reference for results, game log, and uh, some and splits, and just like general career stuff. And then I, I use baseball savant for predictive stuff or more in the weed stuff like pitch mix, uh, changes to the pitch mix, how each pitch performs. I don't use fan graphs that much. I don't like the in, the way their site is set up. But I'll use fan graphs for, like, uh, league leaders. I think it's easiest to sort. Like, if you want to see, of all the third basemen who had the most war or highest slugging of all third basemen last year. Like, it, the fan graphs is the easiest for that. I find baseball reference hard to find that. But baseball reference does have some hidden pages that I use all the time. The base running and miscellaneous, the relief pitching usage by team I use all the time. Like this team brought a reliever in with the bases empty more than any other. Hmm. But it would be baseball reference, baseball savant, and then fan graphs. But there are different usages for each. I just, I don't know if I would 
use them based on how I use them. I think there's other people that use them like more intuitively than I do. Maybe not Savant. I'm pretty good on Savant. Fangrass, I'm not. Where do you go for a pitcher batter head to head? Baseball reference. And that's, do you have to use that, uh, what's it called? Stat head? Yeah, you have to be logged in to get that. Right. Okay. There's other ones that sites that have that. I think BBD sometimes uses another site and he pulls them up pretty quick too. So, but yeah, that's that. Cool. The uh the Homer draft every day. Maybe that's the site he uses. Um batter versus pitcher. Swish Analytics is what I use every day for when I'm picking the Homer draft. Swish Analytics. Yeah, it's whoever's playing today, it'll show you all of the hitter starting pitcher matchups. Okay. That's cool. A baseball reference has baseball reference has a great page that shows today's probables. So they have like that's a really good page that baseball reference does. Nice. But you probably can't um, do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Swish Analytics had Padres Dodgers ready to go. For spring training? I think for the aren't they the first game? Oh yeah, in Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else that we didn't touch? Uh yes, there is. We have to talk about Swamp Donkey Radio because I was so excited to see that it came out. Yeah, Zoe's new show. Very excited for him as well. Um, we had a little meeting to promote it, to give it plugs on all of our other shows because we've been just bad at this in the past. And then to like pin the comment on his game, Blitzball Battle 4, to use him in the chat. Do I don't know if we have it on the podcast apps yet, but we should. It, it is. I oh, listen to is? it on Spotify. Awesome. Great. I was the first five-star rating. No problem. Great. So we got to push that out. Um, he wants to clip it himself for now and then get more. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, pretty good. Debut. Yeah. Um, if you haven't listened yet, go over to the We Got Ice 2 channel on YouTube. Uh, I really like Joe's, like, speed and cadence of which he delivers the show. I told him that like definitely. a couple times. Like a, it just feels like, Oh, the, you're excited. We're talking. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. That's kind of the, yeah. the energy. Yeah. It's awesome. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the listen. Um, so go over there, find it on Spotify as well. Swamp donkey radio. Um, but yeah, definitely make sure to check it out. I believe there's a new episode every Monday. Um, mm -hmm. Lastly, before we get out of here, um, you brief or you met with the ICC, and can you just give me a little insight into what that happened on that call? Yeah, International Cricket Council, I think FIFA for soccer, but for cricket, they have the World Cup coming up soon, and um, no saying on if any of this is going to happen because we have a busy schedule and they. It's not confirmed, but it was basically if we come up with a, a way, an idea to have you be part of the broadcast, would you be interested? And then if yes, we're going to go take it up, up, take it up, craft the idea, 
see if the people who bought the rights are into it and then we'll keep it going. So like it could not happen, but I said, yes. Cool. If it happens, it would be a lot. We have some blocked out warehouse filming days in June, but like they're thinking like the way, like, you know, and it could get carved down. He's like, no, like for the three and a half weeks, like you'd be on the games every day. Well, maybe not every game, but going like Texas, Caribbean, New York, they'll be flying around being part, oh, of, shit. being part of the crew. So there, Damn. there would be like, I'd be missing some talking Yanks, talking baseball, other stuff. But I mean, there's, it's not like the world cup happens every year and I can say nah. And then this opportunity comes again next year. So I, I would, and you know, took paternity leave. The uh, things can exist yeah. without me in June and all that. And you kind of can't really turn down that offer. The cricket world no, is like the fourth most watched sporting event in the world. It outperforms the Super Bowl. Multiple games outperform the Super Bowl. And it would be all new audience. It's very daunting, though. Like, it's a little imposter sy- syndrome already creeping up. Like, I feel like I got to go read all the books and watch a million matches and, like, get more. But, but then also they want me because I have a per- new, fresh, different perspective because I'm, I'm not so ingrained in uh, growing up with the sport. So it's like, uh, but yeah, it's really, if it happens, I'll discuss it more, but cause it's yep. still very much might not happen, but it's cool that it's even being offered. Like we didn't push for it. You know, he just no, you know, came to awesome. us. That's so cool. Be wild. Yeah. I didn't realize that they would be flying you around. I assume maybe like the New York games. Yeah. But no. Yeah. That's kind of, and you know, it could get carved down to less, but they're just, I think they always want to know, like people like to work big and get small. I don't like that because I get too excited. Mm. I like it. Let's start small and build, but kind of wild, man. Yeah, that is. Did you tell your dad about that? No. Happened yesterday. I haven't talked to him. Cool. All right. Um. I think that's all starting to track more data for the warehouse games now to find more trends. Yeah. My sheets getting just more and more nice. Uh, so we can like compare shit by length of video and then also the, the chat, the chat and live show metrics because we're getting, because now that we are, uh, going at eight o'clock, I want to see, so, the last two games, let's about a four, games one and two, are the second and third most live viewers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Which is cool. Uh, the championship when, game from Blitz of Battle 3 is the most. When you're comparing um, the length of video, what are you doing there? Well, I haven't done anything yet. I'm just getting the data. I might ask Diverse to help me out. Like um, impressions per length, mm. new viewers per length. Just divide everything by length. Get me some yeah. uh, double line charts. See if we can find any correlations or, you know, oddities. 58 messages sent every minute for game two in the live chat. It's cool, right? It's active. Very. I mean, it's literally one a second. Yeah. Game one was 65 per minute. 
That's awesome. Yeah. All right. I got to get going. Big ass day. All right. Busy ass days. These this PPP and TPP season. All right. The last question, because you talked about messages per minute, I got a random Slack message from Slack that said John Boy Media averaged 772 messages per day this past week. Okay, cool. How many? 772 per day. In the week? Last week, yeah. So that's 5,404? I guess. I don't know if they count the weekends or not. Damn. How many employees do we have on Slack? Mm, I don't know. 60 safe guess? 50? That actually use it? Probably. 55. That's 14 a day per person. Yeah, but the actual number of people that use it is probably 15. Use it, use it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm in there. I'm slacking my butt off. No, I wasn't one of the most active users. All right. Well, meeting adjourned. Thank you. Goodbye.